Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. By the time you wake up tomorrow, it could very well be that Rahaf Mohammed al Kunan is arriving in her new home. She is on her way to Canada as we speak. And um, it can't really be, I think, overstated the significance of what this young woman has achieved. The 18-year-old, of course, uh, is a Saudi woman. She fled the kingdom after denouncing Islam uh, on the claims that her family, namely her father and brother, uh, had been abusing her. They were angry because she would not cover herself. She would not practice and uh, rejected her faith of Islam. And honor killings are still a very real deal in places like Saudi Arabia. So she escaped to Thailand where at first she was denied entry. And that's when she barricaded herself in the airport hotel room and turned to the world begging them for help on Twitter. I'm not leaving my room until I see UNHCR. Uh, I want uh, asylum. And initially, the Thai authorities seemed to be helping the Saudis and trying to get her sent back. But as the pressure amount, you know, rose around the world, they essentially relented and allowed her in. And negotiations got underway, including the United Nations, which turned to Canada. And we arranged to have her brought here on actual refugee status, which is where she'll land in the coming hours. And had it not been for social media, had it not been for Twitter, essentially, I think it's safe to say that she would have been sent back and would face either severe torture or possibly death. But what does this all mean as far as fallout with the Saudi relations, which are none too happy right now? Let's find out. I want to bring in Rahil Raza to this conversation. She is a Pakistani-born Canadian journalist, author, as well as public speaker and media consultant. Hello, good to have you here with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, maybe you can, you know, put into some context uh, what this young woman, uh, Rahaf Mohammed Al Kunan, uh, has done. Well, I'm absolutely delighted, and I'm a proud Canadian today, and very thankful to our Prime Minister Justin Trudeau for taking such a bold step. Mm-hmm. This is a huge breakthrough for uh, Saudi women, and uh, in fact, uh, it has saved her life because the punishment for uh, apostasy, which is leaving Islam, in under Sharia law and in these countries is usually death. And so uh, she uh, would definitely have not survived. And, um, you know, she's a young girl. She has a life ahead of her. And, you know, her coming here is all about freedoms and the fact that we embrace these freedoms as a Muslim woman, as an activist for women's rights. I'm absolutely delighted that uh, Canada has uh, come to her rescue and that she will be coming here where she can, uh, you know, carve out her own life and her future. Yeah, I mean, to 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 take off the veil and to push back uh, against Islam 
in Saudi Arabia is not quite the same as pushing back on it here in a country like Canada. And even here in Canada, as you well know, we've had uh, our own issues with honor killings. Uh, but to suggest what she did is, is is a small feat when you've got women in Iran uh, pushing back against, you know, uh, the veil uh, and Islamic practices. I mean, it really, tr- I mean, she went up against the kingdom. Oh, she went up against tribal culture. She went up against the entire kingdom. And you know that they have a barbaric reputation. It wasn't so long ago that they cut up Jamal Khashoggi into small pieces. So, uh, you know, their reputation precedes them. And the sad thing is that there are hundreds of women who are languishing in jail because they have spoken out against uh, the kingdom or against uh, the ruling uh, uh, party of uh, Saudi Arabia. So what what, uh, Rahaf uh, Muhammad Al-Qanun has done is so courageous that, uh, you know, it brings tears to my eyes to think that she stood on her own. And of course, the world helped her, the UNHRC and, uh, you know, the, the Twitter campaign, the social media campaign, and activists all over the world. Uh, you know, there's nothing that will give me a better night's sleep than to know that she's on her way here. And, of course, Saudi Arabia is not going to, to stop trying. Mm-hmm. You know, they try to bring people back from all corners of the world. This is not the first time a young woman has tried to escape from Saudi Arabia. Usually they are caught and forced back. But this time, we hope that Canada will give her the safety net she needs. We are all here to protect her, to embrace her, to mentor her, uh, you know, be there to support her and be her family and make sure that she never steps on on Saudi soil again. Yeah, and, and there are a lot of people who will say, well, hey, you know, you, you take her, you got to take others and, and, and all the rest of it. And there may very well be a copycat campaign where people use this technique of going to social media and doing this, but the, the reality of her situation there uh, was get out and or death. But the kingdom will be embarrassed now because they are a story on the world stage. Um, and I'm Saudi Arabia should be. <laughs> and yeah, well, there you go. And I agree with you. And Saudi Arabia has, of course, not been very happy with Canada for some time. What does this mean for Canadian Saudi Arabia relations? You know what? They, if there's a fallout, so be it. I'm sure uh, our prime minister thought this over very carefully. He had uh, made a commitment when um, Jamal Khashoggi was butchered and, you know, uh, they were not going to uh, support Saudi Arabia's violations of human rights. And I think it's about time a Western leader stood up to Saudi Arabia so that they understand that they can't continue the way that they have been doing. They are living in the tribal world of the 7th century. You know, if they want to be partner with Western countries, if they want to do trade, and that's fine, they can continue to do that, they have to clean up their human rights records. And so these violations, is, you know, this comes as a shock to them. And uh, hopefully with the international pressure and the international attention that they're getting, you know, we've been uh, working, lobbying for so long to get Raif Badawi, the blogger, yes. uh, released from jail. So what would and, this mean for him? Will he be punished for her sins? No, um, you know, he doesn't have a direct uh, relation to this. They will just try and put more pressure. It's always the women. You have to understand that the pressure is, oppression is always for the women. They're going to try and possibly put more pressure on women who are traveling. As it is, it's very difficult for a woman to travel outside of Saudi Arabia without a male guardian. They were going to, you know, loosen those laws. They were going to make them uh, less oppressive, especially Mohammed bin Salman, who calls himself the so-called reformer of the Muslim world. Well, if he wants reform, then the first thing he has to do is free those women and men who are languishing in Saudi jails. 
And if he is a reformer, he needs to understand what freedom means. So, you know, you can't say on the one hand that you're a reformer, and on the other hand, you put people in jail because they criticize, uh, you know, the, the royal family. So th- this hopefully should make them clean up their act. Mm-hmm. And with this pressure that's going on, uh, other women should take courage as well. I mean, yes, you're right that there may be copycat cases, but Saudi women who who want the freedom to dress as they please, to leave the country as they want, should have that freedom. We're living in 2019. We're not living in the year 9,000, uh, 900, sorry. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have to get over these tribal practices and give the women the freedom they want. And it'll be interesting to see the role she takes here in a democracy. Um, you know, yes. she will be, uh, and I'm not diminishing or, or, or insulting, but she will become symbolic or a poster child uh, for a movement because she will be looked at as a hero in many people's eyes, certainly in feminist eyes. But we have normalized things like the hijab and made them more mainstream, you know, putting them on uh, the cosmopolitan and and bringing them here. It'll be curious to see how she looks at that, given she has pushed back against that. Well, right. And I hope that she takes up the cause and, you know, lets the world let the world know that it's not the covering on the head that makes a person a woman who she is. You know, this is what is in, in between her years. This is what is in her heart. This is the, the freedom to choose her path any way she wants. And as I said, she's young. She's got a whole future ahead of her. Uh, I hope she takes on the cause of freedom. The most important thing here, to me especially, is freedom, the freedom to choose, the freedom to follow whichever path she wants. You know, I would support her 110 percent, regardless of the fact that there will be some groaning and moaning. There will be hardliners uh, who are supportive of Saudi practices and values who are going to uh, show their dismay. But of course, uh, this is a huge win for human rights, Mm -hmm. for women's rights. Uh, for democracy and for freedom, and we should never forget that. And so what would you say to those then that say, you know, okay, but why would she come here? I mean, why do we let her in uh, opposed to to someone else who's been waiting in line? And, 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 you know, in my view, this is the exact kind of a refugee situation. These are the people. These that you want to make allowances we, for it instead of those who yes. are yeah, jumping across the border well, illegally. Of course, this is a case of life and death. Uh, you know, the second person who Irish Canada would bring in is the Christian woman Asia Bibi yeah. in Pakistan, yeah. you know, who has a death threat against her. So these are real cases of, of life or death situations. I don't think uh, people understand the seriousness and enormity of what this means. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's a very simple thing. You either go back and you die, or you come to a Western country and you live. So these are the people who we do need to embrace, who do we do need to bring in and give them uh, the refugee status. We need to give them asylum. And this is a one-by-one case. You know, we're not talking about mass immigration here. Yes, there are people in line, but they have families. They have freedom. They can come and go as they please. This young girl did not have that freedom, and she called out for help, and the whole world came to her rescue, and here she is. Canada has given her asylum, and this is a, is a wonderful thing. And hats off to our Prime Minister yeah. and Christian Friedland, yeah. who, you know, uh, supported this cause and will allow her to have a future, to have a life. 
uh, to start to, to live up to her dreams and what she wants to do, which is not the case in Saudi Arabia. You know, women are oppressed and suppressed. They are jailed for a simple thing as wanting to drive. Yeah. You know, I follow these women's stories. I read their stories, and it breaks my heart that in 2019, we are struggling to give women uh, the permission to uh, travel freely, to, uh, you know, drive a car. Yeah. Well, just before I get you, let you go, because this had bipartisan uh, support, but um, will she? does she have any family here? What kind of support structure would she have here? Because it's going to be a real culture shock to her. I don't know, or I don't believe she has any family, but we will be her family. Yeah. I don't think that she will lack that support system. All those wonderful people, the caring people who helped her Twitter campaign, you know, the people who lobbied for her to come here. Um, will be there to help support her. And, you know, we will be there as as women who want to embrace young women who need these freedoms. And the sad part is there are thousands of them. I wish we could bring all of them, but we can't. So one case at a time, one heart at a time, one life at a time. That is what I say. We have to continue and let her be the voice uh, for other Saudi women. You know, let her take up the cause. Yeah. Well, fascinating times. It'll be interesting to see how she uh, adapts to this whole new free world. Uh, Raheel, I thank you so much. I know you've been following this, so thanks for giving it a voice. I appreciate it. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. Have a good night. That is uh, Raheel Raza, uh, a Pakistani-Canadian. You can read her in the Toronto Sun. She has a a different view. She's on the side of, of, you know, pushing these um, issues and, and taking them on and being able to explain, you know, what it is and why the significance of pushing back, as she says, against these, you know, medieval uh, type of draconian measures put in place against women. Here on Point on Global News Radio.